actually pull this off. Hey, it's recording. Oh, wonderful. Um, all right, I gotta think of what I was gonna say again. Um, okay, all right, I'll try it. I'll just come up with something. Three, two, and one. No, I wasn't ready. What the hell is my intro gonna be? Okay, now three, two, and one. Hello, once again, welcome to 2020, another edition of Painted Into a Corner, brought to you by those of us here at Rel Painting Company in Minneapolis, and again, we wish you all a very happy 2020, and hopefully New Year's was safe. With me once again, ice fishing extraordinaire and recent flu survivor, David Lee. Things better now? Yeah, things are much better. That's, um, I got that's I got hit with one of those nasty uh, 24, 48-hour bugs and and uh, kind of out of commission for a while. But when they say, the, you know, the cliche is, oh, it's going around, it really, it really is going around because <laughs> yeah. I can't think of very many people I've come across, myself included, in the last couple of weeks that haven't been down with it. And just at my own Christmas, I think there were eight people. There were six of us came away with the flu in one way, shape, or form, and another had a a nice hacking cough. I hope all of you listening have avoided that to some degree, <laughs> either completely or it hasn't been as severe. But as we uh, enter 2020, and I should mention that um, podcast moving forward, um, we'll talk a little uh, pertinent information business in the front half of the podcast. In the second half, we're going to do something called Second Coat. We'll get into whatever's on our minds, whatever might be topical nonsense. If people want to hear things, you know, have at it. So as we enter 2020, um, I was thinking um, the holidays are over, the chaos is behind people, hopefully the flu bug has passed for those less fortunate, and we turn our attention to moving forward into the new year. And one of the things we were talking about before we started this is um, people, if they've been considering, for instance, enameling projects, that this might be the time to really start looking at that um, and specifically, um, I'll let you talk a little more about why it might be a good idea right now to set that up for a couple months down the road. Yeah, so I think we had, you have those um, rushes before the holidays where people have um, company coming over where they are looking to spruce up their homes uh, before their big party on Christmas or New Year's or whatever it might be. But that being said, uh, some of these larger um well, even just having your kitchen cabinets enameled can be somewhat of a strenuous, uh, time-consuming process that um, most people don't realize. And and so it's good to plan ahead to have um, this work done. And it can so, be, yeah, it can be disruptive. Yeah, it, it's, it's very disruptive, um, especially um, with certain systems that are utilized... Um, I know for us, the the best quality and durable system that is on the market is going to be the most disruptive to your your home living. Um, we use an oil-based primer, um, followed by an oil-based enamel, and Bondo work in between. All of these products that we use are going to be high-end um, VOCs, which is volatile organic compounds, which is essentially the vapors that are emitted from once. Uh, a, a can of paint is open. Yeah, it's it's disruptive, but it needs to be. I, I would say mm -hmm. it's it's not because we enjoy um, 
people not being able to use their kitchens for a while or having some plastic up in their homes. It's just if you want it done and if you want it done well and if you want the outcome to be what you desire, uh, this is the process that we're going to have to go through. And so uh, if this is something that people were thinking about, maybe you wanted to get it done before Thanksgiving or Christmas, didn't quite get there. A lot of our clients uh, choose to do this around spring break time when the kids are out of school and a lot of families take vacation. That's the perfect opportunity while you're out of the house, while you don't have to deal with the disruption and the smells, it's a great time to get that done and come home to freshly enameled kitchen cabinets, for instance, which would be remarkable after you've spent a week in Florida. You talk about, uh, that's not bad living right there if you can come home to that. No, and I think um, a lot of a lot of the times when we go on these, these uh, bids, we kind of, talk about the whole process and and kind of get you set up for what's to come and so your expectations are in line with all the chaos that comes with a project like this mm -hmm. now that being said if you can break it up with something like spring break where you have a week how, how long is spring break week, yeah well week yeah you, yeah we can you know you can stretch it out i suppose to as long as a week and a half or now, maybe even two weeks if you think real hard on it. But even if you can get out for cool. the first couple days, you know, yeah, even, and that, and that even, gives you yeah, ample time. Too. Even during the priming phase, if you can avoid a couple days, um, mm -hmm. it makes a world of difference. And we are always upfront with people about that. We're not going to hide and say it's not going to be that bad, and there's no not going to be an odor because there is. And we believe in just telling people right away, this is what's going to happen. These are the expectations you can have. Um, yeah, we we are. You know, uh, wide open, full disclosure in terms of that. One last thing I wanted to touch on before we go into our second coat portion is um, people are also right now thinking about exterior painting. And, you know, eventually the weather will break. And while you're certainly not going to get painting done um, in the next couple months, three months, you can. And it would be a really good idea to um, get in touch with us because... Once the weather breaks and they've already contacted us, the benefit to them is? They're going to be first in line exactly. come spring. Exactly. So, so you... Um, and I should take that back. It's not necessarily first in line come spring. It's, it's as soon as we have a good stretch of weather mm -hmm. in the spring is when you'll, you know, it's because spring will happen and a lot of times... The beginning parts of spring you'll have some warmer days and then it'll drop down yep. to below freezing yep. kind of shifts up and down a little bit so once we start seeing a um like a constant in that weather where it's it's above uh freezing generally like 45 to 60 degrees um that's the ideal time to have um, an exterior project correct yeah you, you basically just get it you get in the queue and when we can go, we can go. And we're not alone in companies that get extremely busy when the weather breaks because that's when the bulk of uh, our work is going to take place. So if you know that you're going to do an exterior project, you have it in your mind that, you, yep, this is the year, uh, it really behooves you to get in front of it early, get, like I say, on the book, so to speak, and then you can have it done on the front end of summer and enjoy it all the way through. And you don't have to stress about, oh, I wonder if they're going to be too busy, I wonder what the weather's going to be, et cetera, et cetera. There's my little spiel for now. Okay, now we well, will move on to our, oh, no, I'm sorry. One more pertinent piece of information. One more away. pertinent piece of information. So that being said, we're not outside painting right now, but 
Um, I would say on a weekly basis, we're going around to different exteriors and taking our measurements yep. so we have it all queued up for the spring. So um, just because it's snowing outside and it might be negative 20 degrees, mm -hmm. we're still going to be out there that, taking measurements. That so. is a good point because we will, uh, well, David will be happy to put on his well, mucklucks and come out and take a look at whatever exterior work you might need. Get, get the old ice fishing gear on. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I'll define my ice Sub, fishing gear. Sub -zero. I, I seem to have mis misplaced <laughs> it. That might be a, not a bad transition to move into the second half of the podcast, which we are calling Second Coat, and I'll do a little second coat. And this is where we get to talk about whatever. So your New Year's, was it, I know you were sick, so was it somewhat relaxing and or enjoyable or was it more about survival well i think it was a little bit of both you know um i was i was really sick new year's eve um and so that that part of things um uh, wasn't too well but i spent a lot of time sleeping and by the time um you know new new year's rolled around it it was pretty nice and relaxing so well that's i think the body probably was saying hey let's shut her down for a little bit and just mm -hmm. lay here i don't know what your thoughts are but every year that i watch new year's they have the coverage on tv and they show times square i think why would any of these lunatics ever want to do that and to be in that mass of humanity for i don't know how many hours when you can't go anywhere when i think you have to wear an adult diaper around a bunch and, of strangers <laughs> and and for and for what to watch a ball drop and then all right let's go i don't know maybe you feel differently and it's it's on your bucket I list to, it. oh man that's gonna be fun i just don't understand it i i get a little claustrophobic when you're surrounded by that many people and and the, the whole not being able to access the bathroom it just that, I, I, that's a yeah that's just it for me right there i'm with you I, I don't like i i don't like places where i don't have a freedom of movement and that's why i despise the state fair and and never wanted to go out there when <laughs> when i was working at the station it's just i don't like being places where i want to go from here to there but it's going to take me 10 times as long because of all the people like it's it's imminently frustrating and like you i get i feel closed in on and i say i i don't want this i want to be away from this so why people would do it, I don't know. God bless them. I, I just don't quite understand it. And if somebody were to come back and say, that was a Times Square for New Year's Eve, I'd say, okay. Yeah, it's, if, well, you're, if you're looking for a, a pat on the back, I don't, yeah, that's just, that doesn't really impress that's me. That's a hard pass. I think, too, you know, it's nice to have a, a couple cocktails, maybe some champagne at, at Ball Drop. And, and it, it sounds like when you're in a situation like that in Times Square, there's, you know, zero tolerance and i don't yeah. think they're they don't sell alcohol anywhere so. uh, yeah i can't i can't imagine the new york city cops are <laughs> really have a sense of humor with any misbehavior new year's to me too it and i don't know if you feel the same it's always been i've never enjoyed it that much because it seems like th there's a deadline to okay the party's over now and i know you can do things after midnight i know you but it always seems to me the lead up is all for 12 o'clock that's Everybody is waiting for that moment. That moment passes, and then you kind of look around and go, oh, it's okay, that was it. That's what we were waiting for. And it's not a typical, you know, sort of party night where it may resolve itself eventually. It always just or, seemed organically. like... Organically. Yeah, I just, I never, I don't know. It always felt a little odd to me, like some sort of 
creeping, <laughs> creeping sadness. That oh, <laughs> I guess, I guess we're done. I guess that was it. Yeah, uh, sure enough, the ball dropped. Computers didn't crash. Uh, uh, go on other lives. Yeah, I think, I think the you know the older you get too, the the less and less um, attractive the whole um, New Year's. It really is amateur. It really is. You're right. You, it's kinda, you, you do. It's a, you do long less, for just being less satisfying. Yeah. Well, and it's it's so expensive but and it's so it is, hard yeah. to get around. But uh, if you want to do it, I, hey, yeah. I never. Uh, you know, whatever, if you went out and did whatever, that over New Year's, nothing. nothing oh, wrong God with bless that. you. It's, whatever it's, you know, whatever blows your skirt up is mm-hmm. that's live your life and and enjoy. But yeah, for me, anyways, it's past now. Um, we can all screw up writing 19s instead of 20s for about a month. Well, that transition happens. I did it already today. That's going to be a tricky one. How many times? Just once so far, but okay. I. It'll happen though. It's gonna. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna grow that number a bit. <laughs> just it's, it's something unavoidable. You can't quite get it out of your head. Anything else on your mind? Any uh, ice fishing stories? I don't have any. Sadly. Mm. Uh, no lunkers to report over yeah, here. No, I've caught, caught some fish, been out a couple of times. Um, I went out with my girlfriend for, I think it was her second time, third time ice fishing. Wow. And she caught a carp through the ice. And I had, I've never even heard of anyone catching a carp. Aren't those the things that, you, that you're way. supposed to beat the hell out of and burn to death? No, I'm exaggerating. They're, but they're not, they're not an attractive desired fish, are they? No, I don't think. I mean, you can, I guess you could maybe... Eat them. I think certain cultures and well, you can eat squirrels too, and I guess you know yeah, I'd probably do that. But I just I've never I've never done it. So it's a carp. I don't yeah. know. It's kind of an odd looking. Not fish. Babe Winkleman <laughs> over here, but I just remember carp being uh, yeah. frowned upon. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, ever see a tarpon? Oh, this is off topic. Oh yeah. Like I had a tarpon. Damn. Oh, maybe not take my thumb off, but I got sliced by a tarpon. Hoodwinked. I did. Went fishing in down in Key West. Yeah. We got back to the shore. We had some, I don't even know, small fish that we had caught. And Captain Chuck says, why don't you, uh, here, if you just hold it over the water, that fish, and um, Tarpon will come up and grab it. Me, not being the most outdoorsy gentleman in the world, I didn't know what, he was, okay, a Tarpon. I thought somebody was going to come, you know, maybe a dolphin, like, and gently take it from my hand. Those things look prehistoric. They look like swimming dinosaurs. And if, you've, if you're not familiar, just give it a Google and look at the teeth on these things. I think they're considered a like a bone fish, whatever whatever that means. But yeah. I think they're um, they're more of a, a fish to target for sport, and there's, I mean, nothing really edible <laughs> on, I, <laughs> on them. All but, I could say is this thing but they're s- ugly. sliced my thumb, and uh, oh, they laughed and laughed at me. But yeah, they uh, and then of course I looked it up. Six to seven feet long, they get and just hideous looking. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, it's talk, you talk about something from a horror movie. So give it a Google. And my advice uh, off that, uh, don't if you're in Key West, if you find yourself there, and Captain Chuck suggests dangling, I wouldn't do it. It's just me. You take, you live your life, but I, uh, my advice is don't, don't chance it because that uh, thing got me pretty good. Hideous. Oh. Hideous looking. At least you kept your thumb on. Yeah, it's, you know, it was, it was trying. That was one of the more outdoorsy <laughs> things I've done, and I... I kind of felt like a man's man afterwards as much as I can. <laughs> Anyways, there's my tarpon story that I'm sure fascinated everyone. And Oh, man, they're going to... Coming back for more Captain Chuck stories. 
I got, I do have more, but yeah, anyways, that's, we could save Sounds that. Sounds like a crazy fella. Let's just say he took cash. <laughs> that's just, everything was, uh, everything was cash money. And when I told him I had never snorkeled before, he said, hey, there's a sea turtle and gave me a kick into the water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, I guess I'll, I guess I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, we should, we should wrap it up. It's been amusing for everybody. So, um, again, happy 2020. Happy 2020 to you. Glad you're feeling happy 2020. better and you've rallied. And through all this talk of sickness, please don't think if you come anywhere near us or the office that you're going to catch some uh, <laughs> un- incurable <laughs> disease. We don't have to get the CDC involved if you if you want us to yeah, come by. I think we're all pretty much cured now. <laughs> it's, our, I tell you, our immune systems collectively are going to be really strong after this. Oh, yeah. I, we, we, we battled through some things I don't know that they have names for yet. Modern <laughs> science. All right, well, that'll wrap it up for now. So for my colleague David Lee, John Ojampa here, again, happy 2020, and we will talk with you next week on another edition of Painted Into a Corner.